kills us every day It's the art that heals us It heals us every way Thank you guys for listening to the Art That Heals Us podcast with Nikita Vane. Today's special guest is Diana L. She is a friend that I met via social media probably about 10 years or so ago, or maybe just being out in those days that I was doing that. Um, but I wanted to bring her on because she is a special type of creative, one that you may not see much of when it comes to people of color, specifically women of color. And she is a cosplayer. So she, I will let her explain exactly what that means, but from my perspective what I've seen is that she not only embodies um, being able to look at characters that may be portrayed on movies or television or cartoons or whatever and she creates those types of um, those characters herself and she is a seamstress and so she's able to um, use that as her outlet for many different things and so I'm so excited to have her here today so that she can talk about her specific niche and talk about how it has helped her through her circumstances in life. Please give a warm welcome to Diane. Diana, excuse me. Why did I say Diana? Girl, correct me, honey. All right. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, tell us about um, a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, my name is Diana. My brand and cosplay name is Diana the Great. I am a cosplayer, mom, um, kind of cool person here in the greater Kansas City metro. I have lived here my entire life. I um, I'm I kind of it's weird t- describing yourself because I kind of think in some mm-hmm. aspects I'm boring and it feels weird to talk about myself. And then there's other what? times where I'm super passionate about things and I will tell you exactly how it is, when it is, and when it happened. But you know, I'm I'm a nerd and a geek and love anime and Sailor Moon and superheroes and Marvel and DC and all of those cool things. But I think that's about it. I mean, in a nutshell, per se. In a nutshell. That's not boring at all, first of all. That's very (laughs) interesting. Um, As I'm, you know, have read through your bio and the things that you've shared, one of the things that you said that I wasn't aware of is that people don't realize that there is a big cosplay community in the Kansas City. So tell us a little bit about how you got started with that and what that's like here. Oh, okay. Thank you. So mm-hmm. essentially cosplay is short for costume play or um, dressing up in costumes. A lot of the times you'll see this um, big at Halloween or if there's particular themed events throughout the years. Um, if you've ever gone to a movie premiere and have seen some of the characters represented there in costume, if you've seen um, other people emulating costumes such as, you know, Iron Man or Wonder Woman or Batman or <clears throat> Daredevil or um, other characters, you go to the store, you get those characters for your particular kid or they've got a play or things like that. Cosplay mm-hmm. itself is it, its own entire world that actually kind of interweaves with a lot of what it is that we may not necessarily realize. I'm um, here in the mm-hmm. greater Kansas city area. There are a lot of, you know, like t- I'm technically am a business professional. I work a standard nine to five every day. <laughs> and um, a lot of people don't know that I also have painted my face, every single color of the rainbow that I've, I've built armor um, that I've transformed into a completely different persona representing that particular character. In regards Mm -hmm. to how it is that I got into cosplay, it actually started innocently enough at work. Um, Ever since I was a little girl, 
I've loved video games. I've loved anime. I loved cartoons and superheroes and DC and Marvel. And I've always had that fascination, but never like really expressed myself with it. And okay. at work, um, a few years ago, it was probably at um, my previous employer, uh, we would have Halloween contests where, you mm -hmm. know, you dress up and I uh, would get a fun little um, costume off of Amazon or eBay because I didn't know, I didn't realize that we had a costume shop. We have several costume shops in Kansas City too, but I didn't know that at the time. So I was just, <clears throat> excuse me, outsourcing all of my stuff from various online outlets and would win the Halloween competition. And I thought that was mm. really cool. And yeah. so the next year, I up the ante, like, okay, let me dress up as this character, but this time I'm going to get these particular accessories and go from there. And I won that one. Um, and then the next year, I decided um, I wanted to be Storm from X-Men. I remember I that. Oh, because you <laughs> shared that. Yes, I remember that was so dope. Thank you. And that, mm -hmm. that actually, um, not only did I win the costume contest, because I found, found like this fake pleather cat suit and I found a, um, mm -hmm. the X logo belt, belt buckle and I went ahead and modified that to where it fit me. I found a little mm -hmm. cape and I found a white wigs and I actually um, found prescription whiteout contacts that freaked everybody out at the job. <laughs> they were like, that is like you really do look like you just hopped out of the movie like you trying to be holly perry like wow <laughs> and so um it, it was great and one of uh, my associates then he said you know that there are people that actually like you could take that to a convention and i said what's a convention well mm. there's it's a gathering like there's people that do this except all year round and I was, I, I looked it up and that's where I found um, our main convention here in the greater Kansas City area, um, Planet Comic Con. It's actually the biggest um, pop culture convention in um, the Midwest region in a few states, oh. actually. Oh. So, so a lot of people come here just for that. Yes, a lot of people do come here and it's downtown at Bartle Hall. The timing mm -hmm. varies. Typically it's been, um, it's sometime in the spring, but this past one was in August because of COVID, but right. be that as it may, I looked up, mm -hmm. found the convention, found out that, you know, founder of Marvel, Stan Lee was actually going to be in Kansas City that next spring. Mm -hmm. And so I took my happy little Halloween costume that I assembled myself um, went took my best friend to the convention as well as my son. Um, it the the day that I bought tickets for was actually their birthday because they share a birthday, and that's when Stan Lee was here. So it was just it was a phenomenal experience. It was a great birthday gift for the both of them, and that's where I I completely became just immersed in this world. That there are other parents out here in full cosplay that there are kids out here in full cosplay you don't know how old these people are but they are truly embracing and expressing themselves and I had convinced myself that I needed to be in costume to fit in you actually you don't mm -hmm. have to be in cosplay to fit in at a convention you don't have to fit in at a convention you can mm -hmm. you know just, just a sidebar you can just go purely to have fun to take your kids or you can just go to meet some of your favorite celebrities or pop culture enthusiasts and whatnot. You don't have to be in a costume. If you want to feel free, but it is not a requirement for you to be in cosplay to go. And I didn't know that at first. So I was like trying to be full cosplay person. Mm -hmm. um, on the side, my son is an, a martial artist and he had um, advanced in rank and he'd gotten a lot of cool patches and badges that 
I um, needed to adhere to his his um, his uniform. But unfortunately, at the time, I didn't really know how well best to sew. So I had a sewing machine, but I was just like dabbling with that. And so eventually I said, well, I guess I'm not a real cosplayer unless I make my own cosplay. And I'll, just, I'll stop right there and say um, it, all cosplay is valid, whether you mm -hmm. make it yourself, whether you mm -hmm. buy it from eBay, whether you get it from Amazon, whether you go to a thrift store and you accessorize and throw pieces together. Mm -hmm. All cosplay is cosplay. The cosplay is not determined by necessarily how it is that you compiled it, but the person that you are as you have compiled said cosplay. So just want to throw that out right there. Yeah, um, no, that's good. But essentially, um, as I found other smaller conventions, we have about maybe 20. Some of them are very tiny, like maybe 300 in attendance or so. And then some of them are as grand scale as a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, all the way up to Planet, which um, pre-pandemic was pulling in about seventy-five thousand people a weekend. Uh, what? Yep. Oh, I can't even imagine how many people in a convention. Just one. Com wow, that's yeah. huge. The Kansas, the Kansas City Convention Center is where Planet Comic Con is held. We have our um, anime convention, NakaCon, which is at the Overland Park Convention Center. That one mm. usually pull, um, can pull maybe. Pre-pandemic numbers were about um, five to seven thousand, so it's much smaller mm -hmm. scale, but also mm -hmm. still, you get to go and dress up as your favorite character, and yeah. or you get to go and get merchandise or um, get autographs. Um, when we went to meet Stan Lee, I um, was able to get my son Stan Lee's autograph and actually like, got to talk to him for a whole ten seconds. It was ah. really the best 10 seconds ever. I bet he won't ever forget it or you. He will not. And I, I have his <laughs> autograph comic put up in a plastic sleeve and I refuse to let him have it. I know it's his. I know it's his. <laughs> I'm like, no, Stan is already gone and left this world. You cannot have that, young man. Yeah, anyway. right. <laughs> At this point, it's, in a, it's more memorabilia. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. But it's been wow. that's how it is that I got to um, cosplay, going to the conventions, and then, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I learned about cosplay contests, similar mm -hmm. to the Halloween contest that we were having at work, except you are you are actually making your own. So mm -hmm. there's a distinct there is a distinct difference between attending a convention in cosplay and then actually showing off your craftsmanship. And so that is, that's a whole separate journey I'll go on later on. But mm -hmm. you know, essentially, I um, I've been at this since. In an official capacity, branded as Diana the Great, I've been at this for about six years. Okay, that's uh, that's a lot that you've done in that six years, and you haven't even gotten to some of the other things that we chatted about before our, this interview started. So, with that being said, what has been your experience as a woman of color in this particular area of cosplay? There's <clears throat> there is some of us, but there's not um, a full army of us I should say and that's all right because you know Kansas City is still a melting pot of cultures as it is but mm -hmm. as a woman of color um, one of the biggest experiences that I've had um, regretfully is a negative one because um, mm -hmm. due to western or um, western as well as Eurocentric beauty standards a lot of the characters that I see in pop culture and superhero movies and comic books don't necessarily look like me um now I can't necessarily 
I'm not going to change my appearance to look like them. I cannot take my blackness off in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to retain that for every single day it is that I live. But but one of the things that we deal with, um, women of color, people of color, Black, Indigenous people of color, is um, unfortunately people who are purists out there that say, well, you can't cosplay that character because that character is white. Or mm-hmm. you can't cover that character because that character is not black, and mm-hmm. um, it it gets to be pretty um, cumbersome depending upon how thick your skin is. Mm-hmm. Um, it it brings you down a little bit, but all um, ultimately you cannot let the words and the anger of somebody who is misguided to deter you from expressing yourself and your happiness. Um, you know, once you overcome that, then however it is that you are able to overcome that. For me, I just, you know, keep pressing on. Like, well, you can say that they're not going to be Black, but um, there's actually a young lady who on social media um, who goes by the name of um, Afro Cocoa Puffs who actually wrote a song, her little rap song. You mm. know, they're um, talking about, well, that character isn't Black, they're not Black. And she's like, they're going to be Black today. <sighs> they're going to be Black today. Uh, yes, that's, that should be a theme song. I, I honestly, and I've actually I met her <laughs> um, at um, oh. at, um, at BlurredCon, which is a uh, uh-huh. black nerd based convention. Um, okay. I traveled out there earlier this summer. She's a very sweet person and an incredibly talented performer too. But essentially, um, that is the theme of so many um, women of color, so many black um, black cosplayers. They gonna be black today. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, we cannot take our, you know, change our appearance to look like we can't change our skin color. We're going mm-hmm. to be black. That's it. That's all. And there's nothing wrong with us being black. If you think exactly. there's something wrong with us being black, then there's no, the the wrongness isn't us being black. The wrongness is on you and your perspective and why it is that and I also say you rhetorically. I know not you, baby girl. But oh, obviously. No, no. <laughs> But obviously the wrongness is on that individual and their perspective as to why it is that they think blackness is wrong. But that's Absolutely. unpacking racism and we are not here to mm. unpack racism. And we today. are all up that we'll be down that rabbit hole, girl, because I'll be ready. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the worst struggle that is that I've had to deal with. Um, the second worst struggle is being a plus size woman because okay. they're um, because I am a nice, good, solid 200 pounds plus fluffy and all that. I am bodacious and beautiful and mm-hmm. lovely, but mm-hmm. it's hard. To, sometimes it's a little difficult to emulate some of these very tiny wasted characters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who will try to say, well, you're too fat to be that character. Well, tough. You can kick rocks. I'm going to dress up in this character as much as is I like. And I I I realize that for myself, me being, you know, unabashedly proud of who it is that I am when I am a cosplayer, when I am a mom, when you know everything it is I do, I'm proud of myself. I don't Mm -hmm. boast my ego or anything like that, but I don't let those people, those naysayers, get to me. And inadvertently, there are people who look to me for that confidence and that also empowers me even more not that i'm Absolutely. you know i don't set out to be a hero but mm-hmm. 
sometimes I, I was told that I am. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> You're a public figure, whether we, you, you know, want that title or not. And women and young ladies particularly are going to look up to that. And I think that's awesome, especially when they're not used to seeing a black woman, like you said, a plus size woman in those particular areas. So I think that's very, um, that's great, really. Um, all right. What do you think has been the biggest impact on your life when it comes to cosplay? How have, well, let me reframe that question. What is something in particular that you can recall that cosplay and sewing and, you know, playing out these characters and things and such has helped you through? Um, probably um, creating stuff, actually, whether I'm doing something simple like making um I made a round of face masks last night because my son Ooh. is my son is forever bragging on me which is fantastic <laughs> that is awesome like, I love that it's so fantastic but then there's times where I don't expect it like I'm supposed to go oh. to parent teacher <laughs> conferences and the and the parent teacher conferences the advisor teachers are like we just love your costumes like <laughs> and you're like what <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to try to be the menacing mom <laughs> right fun. now uh, he's forever proud and um okay. so he told one of his classmates oh my mom can make you a mask and her mask won't fog up your glasses because she puts a nose bar in them and stuff and I'm like when did you volunteer me to start sewing for <laughs> other people but be as it may um creating things is my happy place mm -hmm. making something in some way shape or form whether I am making props whether I am sewing whether I am um, putting my touch on a wig, custom dyeing it, um, making stuff is what brings me peace. And so mm -hmm. if I'm not making something, then either I'm tired <laughs> and mm -hmm. taking a break, which is, yeah, I fully implore you to take breaks as you need. You know, you got to take care of you before you can take care of others. But um, if I'm not making something, then something's wrong. And so um, there are times where I am literally creating something every single month of the year. And then there's times um, where there, um, um, I, it, it's, it all depends, you know, like working through um, help, <coughs> excuse me, cosplay has helped me to work through a lot. Um, it's helped me to become a better person. It's helped me to be more mindful of my interactions um, be it online and in person, because there are people, you know, there's some people who look at me when I am in character and act a certain way, and that's all well and fine. And then there are some people who look at my online interactions. I am, I have so many pairs of eyes on me that I don't even realize that mm -hmm. people are watching me. Like one of my, a manager at work said, you showed up on my TikTok the other day. And that was a oh. wild revelation. Thankfully, I don't do anything crazy on TikTok. Right. Yes, yes. But, um, but still, making things makes me happy. And that's how I get through a lot. Um, probably the biggest, um, the biggest means of overcoming and working through stuff was um, earlier this summer, um, I unfortunately lost my dad. And it was very sudden. Um, a lot of people don't, didn't know that outside of cosplay and working, and being a full-time mom, I also was um, essentially a full-time caretaker for my dad. And so there, um, <clears throat> there was a time where I did step back from cosplay just a little bit um, with the pandemic as it was. And then, you know, helping my dad with the mobility issues that he had. Um, but um, and leading up to his passing, 
Um, he, um, I just got him home from a hospital stay. You know, like he was in and out of the hospital constantly, but you know, it was never anything that he never overcame. But I had gotten him out of the hospital and I got him home and cozy and mm-hmm. snug as a rug in a rug. And I was like, all right, daddy, listen here. I'm going to go to this convention. This convention's in about six weeks. I just, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I want to go ahead and compete again. And he's like, all right, you go ahead, you do that. You know, because like we wanted to make sure that also because of his mobility issues that we had a good backup plan that there would be somebody um, to take care of him if he needed something, if he fell or anything like that. And, uh, you know, he, he gave my blessing to go to that convention and then up and dropped the next day and did not appreciate him leaving me like that. But mm, yeah. I'm very glad that I still had my last moments with him. So yeah. this particular convention and competition was like super special because he said to do it and so um also let me sidetrack just a little bit okay as a competitive cosplayer um at a lot of conventions there are three different tiers that you can compete at um beginner meaning you've made a smaller portion of your costume it's not necessarily all store-bought you've made you know sometimes it can be 25 50 percent there's intermediate or journeyman um usually 50 to 75 percent of your costume is made and then there's master level which is like you know 85 90 95 percent of your cosplay is made and throughout my cosplay career um i had um entered several competitions and had advanced to intermediate rank and that's where i was before the pandemic hit and so um there are sometimes other smaller competitions that don't necessarily have those rankings. They'll just say like, here, you won this, which is great, which is fantastic. And mm-hmm. I'd done a couple of those too, but I didn't, um, I talked to some of my friends who were in the um, cosplay contest circuit and I didn't, um, I didn't know what level I should compete at. And mm-hmm. so they said, why don't you stick with journeyman? And I was like, you know what? That's right. I've got a, two solid intermediate journeyman wins. Cool. And so um when my dad passed, I was in the midst of preparing this very complicated um, or repairing this very complicated cosplay that had multiple pieces and multiple arms and armor and sewing. It was like a lot of components went into this and I was trying to get it competition ready because when you compete, the judges will come up close. They will check your seams, check your finishing lines, inspect your paintwork, look at your props. They like it's a big deal, like super mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah. <clears throat> and so um when he, I was in the middle of trying to get that done and pacing myself um to be ready to go when the convention hit in August, my dad passed away um July the fifth. So I stopped all preparations and prepared a memorial for him. I am very much not a cosplay, uh, not a funeral planner. I am a cosplayer, but yeah. I do a lot of DIY stuff. And I know how to make a lot of things. So when it came to my dad's memorial, I um, made the table runners that we had his um, urn and and flowers on. Um, My son and I both made the centerpieces for each of the tables for all of the guests. Um, Assembled all of, you know, the pictures that we had, the guest book, um, and of course, setting up catering and things like that. Like it was a whole lot but we wanted to do it quickly um, because my brother, he also had a loved one pass away in the same month that his birthday was. And he's mm-hmm. like, sister, I don't need your birthday tarnish like this. Like, let's hurry up, get that man together. Cool. Thank you, wow. brother. Love you. And so literally within a week, 
we had I I did all of this and you know um, wow. my goodness yeah yeah you'd be surprised the crackhead energy that you have as a cosplayer <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> and so um after his memorial um you know because again so much of my daily life was making sure dad was good now dad's not here mm. we got this competition do I back out of the competition I could back out of the competition mm-hmm. but I didn't and so um I took some time to um to chill to you know to get my head together um celebrated my birthday that's where I went out of state and went to blurred con to just kind of refresh and get back into the convention circuit as well um and I do commend blurred con for having um a mask mandate as well as a vaccination mm-hmm. mandate too. So oh, where I, felt, okay. I felt safe attending from 900 miles away. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and then when I got back, it was time to go back to work. So I was fixing sewing seams. I was fortifying armor. I was making sure hinges and whatnot were okay. I was repairing the multiple arms for this cosplay, um, doing all of this. And then, um, in a last minute, uh, last minute twist of events, I was given a free pass for the convention. Uh, my best friend, who is often goes to conventions with me, she, um, I'd already bought my tickets for my son back in June because I was like, "We going, we gonna plan this. We'll be able to orchestrate it well." Um, and then I was given a free pass, so I passed mm-hmm. that on to my brother, and um, I asked them, "Do y'all want?" You know, like, I was cheese was like, do y'all want to wear matching shirts like for Steven Universe? <laughs> and they're like, yes, we want matching shirts. So we all um, had our Steven Universe shirts with all of our stars on them and um, got to the convention. And it was it was a lot because this cosplay, um, the character is called Obsidian. And she is a very tall woman that has eight arms and big, big, giant hair. And it was a lot to get all of this cosplay, like in a wagon and a cart and walk up three blocks downtown to Bartle Hall. But, you know, be that as it may, did that. And so um, I entered the competition um, or I'd already signed up for the competition. I went, got to my judging and the judges, they asked, can we get up close? And I was like, absolutely. Meanwhile, I was completely unsatisfied with my work. I did not mm-hmm. believe I was going to win in anything, any shape or form. I didn't think I would even get like a judge's choice. I was just like, I'm not going to quit though. I'm not, because I know I've got people that are looking at me. So I'm not going to quit. I'm going to still go through with it. And, you know, mm-hmm. whatever happens, happens. Cool, cool. And so um, the judges are all getting up close. They're all looking at everything, checking out the paint, they're checking out the sewing. And they're like, what does this do? And I was like, well, that part moves because she has a second face. So it actually lifts up. And they're like, oh, you made a second face? Like, yeah, absolutely. Because also as a seamstress, um, I am a seamstress because I sew, but I'm mm-hmm. also a foam smith because I do a lot of work with foam and prop making too. And, um, I've never heard of that before. Right? That's a cool cosplay term. Like, you have blacksmiths that make swords and whatnot. I am a foam smith. I can make a sword out of foam. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) and so um, they're looking at all of these different things and they seemed like they were like, I I didn't know if they were just being nice to me or not, or if, you know, they really were impressed, but I didn't, I didn't care about it. 
I just went on through the day. It got to be competition time and we go to the green room, which is where all of the contestants go. Um, my son was there with me too. And it was real important for me to, um, to have my son there in this particular moment because th- my, my dad's death seemed to affect him the least, but he had been like, like the way my family rallied around my brother and I, like it was fantastic. I'm, I I'm so grateful for that. And so um, my son in costume, in themed costume, was there to support um, as well as to help me like with all of the large moving parts and everything like that. And they go, they call me up on stage and um, um, the sword I had made for said costume actually was um, what I called my parlor trick. I stuffed it away inside of my giant headpiece. And then when I got out on stage, I pulled it out of the giant headpiece and put the sword together in front of the audience. And um, if you find um, the video, you'll hear the host saying, the sword comes from the (laughs) back. Like they were were yelling. And I was just, I was excited because like um, to date, I am the only Obsidian cosplayer that has actually done and achieved that and wow. so yeah like like because there's there's so many that just make the sword separately but i wanted because it was competition i wanted to be able to you know up the ante i wanted to show you know, i wanted to do it because no one else had done it that often is a big motivator for my mm-hmm. cosplay that's, i'm going to do it because no one else has done it <laughs> and so now you have the ability to say that i am yeah. the only the one and only <laughs> diana yeah. the great yes and, sis oh, and the, wow. and the best thing about it is um while we were in the green room waiting they were calling the contestants um they were calling the winners up and it got to be like towards the very end and i was like cool i didn't win anything and then they called me anyway and i was like oh okay well this must be like for one of those consolation prizes because they were giving out like <laughs> you know most movie authentic or um some like they were giving out tickets to the movie theaters and stuff like that and i was like oh, okay that's really cool and so um they had us lined up because um, they had already known who was going to win and they had us lined up. And I saw like some of my friends there and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And one of my friends I know was in the master category for sure. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I turned around and my son's like, hey, Mama, look who's here. And I was like, oh, hey, wait, what are you doing here? And then I hear them say, and now for the master level. And I was like, what am I doing here? Why are they calling? Mm. I thought this was a consolation prize. As it Mm. turns out, I had impressed the judges and the audience so much that they promoted me from intermediate to the master level category. And I won best mm-hmm. master of Bonesmith. Oh, I feel like I need a cloud, a crowd round of applause. <laughs> you guys hear that? I think I'm gonna find a sound to do that. Oh my gosh, this, wow. Now was, I'm sure that that was that made you. I don't even. What are the words that you say? What was your feeling when you? When I you was shocked. Like I didn't hear that they said master level at first. So I walked mm-hmm. out on stage and I'm talking to the MC and he's handing me the trophy and I'm like, "This is so nice." And I'm like, "Congratulations!" And I'm like, "Congratulations for what? You said best homework, <laughs> but for what?" <laughs> and they're like, "Master." And I said, "What?" Like you actually can hear me screech. I'm muting, obviously, for like you know your your um, audio, yeah. but like you hear me scream if you watch the YouTube video. You hear me scream. What? Yeah, um, so, yeah they had promoted me up to best master for Foamsmith, and the thing about being master level is that there is no reverse. You can't drop back down. <laughs> Once you achieve master level, 
you compete Ooh. at master level forever until you promote up again to like um the next comp the next would be um because they had seam work or seamstress sewing they had phone work then they had best and show uh, best overall and then best in show so the only mm. thing i can go for next is best overall for the master and then best in show for the whole competition which mm-hmm. we'll get there eventually but for now i am proud to say that i am a master level cosplayer and that's that really is- cool to say that yeah, that's what's up for real. You should plaster that everywhere, girl. You should have put that in your bio. <laughs> We're going to put that in the bio, honey. In the show notes. Y'all need to know. Y'all need to know. Wow, wow, wow. So all, after all of those amazing things, and first of all, thank you for sharing your story about, you know, processing your grief, um, you know, with your father passing and continuing on. I'm sure that, you know, your father inspiring you or supporting you for those many years and things like that it sounds like it inspired you to continue to go on. Am I right? It really did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, he he was like, the cool thing is he also loved Marvel. And so I would make mm. my cosplays and he would tell me about what, um, you know, I would make my cosplays based on the movies. He would tell me how it was for in the original comics back when they first came out, um, even though what? Marvel's been around for quite some time. But when yeah. he was actively looking in comic books back in the 80s, he would tell me what the lore was back then. Um, and he was perpetually, like, unabashedly proud of me. And um, he did, even if he didn't know what the character was, he would be like, hey, look at my daughter. Hey, hey. <laughs> yes. Look at, look at my daughter. Or yes. my, his, his favorite cosplay that I did was Wonder Woman. And mm-hmm. so he would just pull out my picture and be like, ha, huh, my daughter is Wonder Woman. There. <laughs> what about yours? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Daddy's daddy's pride for sure. That's absolutely for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it, it made that win so much more valuable. Like mm-hmm. a lot of my friends were like, you know, your daddy was up in heaven saying, Y'all better give my daughter her flowers. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that just gave me I can imagine um, you know, him like really basking in that. And I mean, I love to talk about people in spirit. Our ancestors really do watch over us and they protect and guide us. So I really believe that that he probably was pulling them strings, mm-hmm. telling all the people up, like, that's my child. That's what's mm-hmm. up. Wow. So what's next for you? What do you have on the horizon now that you've done all of Well, actually, um, I am working on video content mostly. So I'm trying to get my YouTube back up, um, get some cosplay tutorials out there. So face painting, um, wig making. Um, I have a little tutorial on how to make a sunburst crown, actually, um, Mm -hmm. which could be useful for both not just cosplay, but, you know, maybe you just want to be a queen and show that you are a queen and how to make a sunburst crown out of zip ties so that it's cheap and affordable, but it looks like you paid somebody else to make that. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually, um, one thing that I've been asked through the years is, do you take commissions? Because I do make props because I do so. Mm -hmm. Um, And every now and then I'll, um, I, I, I had never felt confident enough to actually want to like, take other people's money because again, I do this for fun and my yeah. own fulfillment. But mm-hmm. um, one thing that I'm very big upon in cosplay is representation and mm-hmm. showing that, you know, I am indeed a black woman in mm-hmm. some way, you know, sometimes it'll be as tiny as um, changing the, um, changing up the hairstyle. Like mm-hmm. there's a, um, 
in the Lore Olympus webcomic, a lot of cosplayers emulate long flowing locks. And then when I cosplayed said character, um, the main protagonist for Persephone, I gave her a big giant afro. And yes, even though, <laughs> and even though um, I didn't necessarily make, I had to custom dye that wig a perfect shade of, magenta, of magenta in order to um, match the character. So you know stuff like that, like giving a character an afro, or rather than um, my Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon typically has blonde hair and two big Odongo ponytails. I made it out of um, Havana twists. I made a wig out of Havana yeah. twists and even sculpted her little Odongo buns to cover those with the twists. And that wig um, making um, is actually what I'm going to do, um, at least for the spring. I'm going to do a very small, limited run mm-hmm. of um, of a few wigs. I'm going to be opening up an Etsy finally. Um, yes, yes, yes. I made my most recent uh, wig from the Demon Slayer anime. And um, she, this particular character, Shinobu, she has um, her hair pulled back in a bun and she's got um, some fluffy bangs that have this ombre purple style. And so I did that. I made that out of giant Havana twist, made in a great big old bun and used some hair wax to get the fun little um, bangs, just the right shape. And that actually went viral on um, TikTok. And there was such a, um, it's got like, um, and I know I say viral, like, I don't mean millions of people follow me. I'm still a very tiny cosplayer. Like, yeah, in regards cool. of, you better hide yourself. I don't care if it's <laughs> viral. Oh, wait, well, it, it, and for some reason, this little five second video showing off this cosplay has 200,000 plays on TikTok and 60,000 likes. Because you're amazing. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And so, but because so many people, there was such an overwhelming response saying, um, I need that wig. You did the hair great. You did the hair wonderfully. I, I need that. And there is a need um, for, you know, there, there's a need for us to feel you know, just a little, ex- express ourselves just a little bit more with our cosplays. Cause you know, of course you can get the nice silky straight wigs for any cosplay, anime, any anime character out there on eBay and Amazon, but it means just a little bit more to see hair that's similar to yours. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm going to finally open up an Etsy. I'm currently working on um, two Sailor Moon wigs right now with the Havana and the Singalese twists um, for, um, some of some friends out of state, but uh, once I get going, it'll be like a, a small run because it takes me about maybe three or four days to make a single wig because I have to individually place each single twist in perfect alignment and still crochet th- that in as well as the style, the bangs and everything, how it is that that needs to be done. But um, so I'll do a limited run in the spring, but that's going to be the next major thing. Short-term um, video tutorials, because I'm very big on helping to empower others. Um, I'm, I've become an inadvertent costume resource for so many people just because they know that I cosplay. So mm-hmm. um, especially around Halloween, folks are like, hey, how do you think I could stain this particular fabric to make it look like it's dirty, but not actually go and rub it in dirt? Or mm-hmm. what, where can I get this particular face paint and stuff like that? And so 
I'm big on educating folks and empowering folks to be able to cosplay on their own. Cause I had to, I had to learn everything else myself, um, like, you know, through YouTube and whatnot, but sometimes it means a little bit more to be able to ask somebody that you actually know and can trust. And I'm honored to be a a resource that people trust. And so that's what I got. Yeah. And these are things that people need to know of, especially if they're in the KC metro area where you could be of that resource. And I'm sure you could do that virtually or if you haven't or remotely um, Mm -hmm. as well. So where can people find you? Where can people Um, find your information? Well, easiest would actually be to go to my website, which is Mm dianathegreat.com. And from there, you can click on the social media tab and find me on all of the various platforms. I, um, it's easiest for me to engage on Instagram because of, um, you know, Facebook's notifications are terrible, but I do have a presence on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, and then, um, TikTok as Mm -hmm. well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, this has been a joy for sure. I've learned so many things that I did not know about the world of cosplay. So I appreciate you sharing your specific niche with us because these are things that people really don't know about. And I always say that I liked to have people on my podcast that most people would not ever really consider a creative. I mean, well, let me say this. First of all, you obviously have to be a creative to be a seamstress or to do cosplay. But like some people wouldn't really know anything about that unless we had the representation of a Black person that they may know, like really, really know. Like I personally would not have any experience with it if I did not know you. And so I think that um, this is a a really great share that we've, you know, had together today. Um, Hopefully people will be able to see your greatness because you are amazing and hopefully you guys go look her up let's just say that um if you want some resources uh or you need a resource to like she said find out how to make the costume look dirty when it ain't dirty do it if you need your hair dyed i mean your wig dyed for your for your halloween because you want to just like boss it out and win the competition and then look my girl up okay dianathegreat.com thank you so much for sharing with us today sis i appreciate you and your time and an absolute honor yes absolutely and as always you guys please subscribe to the podcast the with us on apple podcast and spotify as well if you have the anchor app you can most definitely listen to us there i would like for you to subscribe so that you can hear from more creatives as the year goes on and then into 2022 and we can be sharing all of the wonderful things that people are doing also follow us on facebook the art that heals us as well as instagram until next time this is your girl nikita vane signing off goodbye and cut oh my gosh that was so good that was so good usually i would hang up but we when i talked to you earlier uh mm-hmm. i meant to say hey i'm going to end the call and then i'm going to call you or then we're going to talk but i just learned duh we can just edit it out oh that was so good i learned so much i'm so serious like i never even i never even knew that first of all the midwest well the biggest you said convention in the midwest is here in kansas city i wouldn't have not known that mm-hmm. And you yeah, know, we've got the biggest pop culture one. Next up would probably be um, Chicago with, uh, it's called um, C2E2. I forgot what it stands for, but there's one up in Chicago that's a big one too. Wonderful. You know, there's people that, I live in Raymore and, you know, it's not a lot of us out here. But one day I was sitting in my bedroom and I looked outside. We have this lake like across the street and I saw all these people that were dressed up and I'm pretty sure that it was something related to cosplay or it was more 
I guess they kind of had on like a medieval looking stuff, like almost like a Renaissance mm-hmm. fest thing. But I don't know why yeah. they would be out here for that. I don't know. What do you be- know? Well, because the Renaissance festival just concluded. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You and know. so there are a lot of people who will still dress in full Ren attire, uh-huh. um, full Ren fair attire before they actually drive out to Bonner Springs. But yeah, absolutely. The Ren Fest is a big attraction too. And they didn't have a Renaissance, um, they didn't have the Ren Fest last year because of COVID. So mm. this year with it opening back up, a lot of people were excited about that. Got it. And then they gathered right here across the street from my home. That makes some sense now. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. Do you have any questions, concerns, anything like that? No, not uh, well. Actually, when um, what day are you gonna? I know you still need odd time to clean up the audio and whatnot. Um, what day were you anticipating, yeah. or when? What, what range of days? I should say. Sorry. No, you're fine. I actually have it written down here. So uh, you are set for Black Friday, so the 26th of next month, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm, I will clean all the audio. At, goodness I can't talk all the audio up and then I'll do the soundbite and the flyer but that I'll send that to you within the next week or so and then um, you can promote it or share it or whatever you'd like but yes on Black Friday is your day sure okay alright Um. any other questions concerns mm-hmm. now this was a delight I'm so glad to spend time with you I don't yeah. do interviews very often oh um, Beyonce so- I got the Beyonce exclusive. Beyonce don't do interviews, girl. <laughs> I don't do interviews very often, but I'm coming out of um, I'm coming out of my comfort shell for that. Like, yes, I can go on stage and be all unabashed or whatever, but like sitting down and talking out about myself is mm-hmm. one thing that I still struggle with a little bit. So I was glad to do this. I really was. Ooh. Are you an Earth sign by chance? Actually, I am a Water sign. I am a Cancer sign, Scorpio, Moon, Pisces, Rising. Gotcha. So you got some water, water. What was the what was the moon? Um, Cancer Sun, Scorpio Moon, Pisces Rising. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I can see it. Cancers are creative for sure. And okay, I'm just thinking this through. Okay. Well, I only ask that because most times the earth signs are the people that are like, mm, I want to stay in the background. I want to do that, and I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. myself. So yeah. Okay. Well, thank you again so much, sis. I appreciate you. And again, thank you so much for sharing about your dad because I can tell you from afar, uh, I don't know if you know much about this, but my dad has cancer and um, very close to him. And so like watching your story from afar, like I really was like sending you all the hugs through the universe when you, um, you know, were speaking about your memories with him and when you, you know, actually lost him. So I was giving you all the good love and juju. No, thank you. I really appreciate that so much. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you have a great rest of your day. I don't want to hold you up too much more. All right. Well, thank, thank you again. You take care. Have a great day. Have a great week. All of that wonderful positivity because you are phenomenal. Thank you, sis. All right, girl. Take care. Uh-huh, goodbye. <laughs>